Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back inside the studio for another edition of Two Up Front, presented by ShopFutsal.com. I'm Baxter Colburn. No Simon Provan, as you know, he's off for this entire episode, and he'll be off next week as well. Uh, she's uh, out in the great state of Oregon doing some uh, some acting, as we've talked about on the show in the past. But uh, he is excited to be back on the show in a couple weeks. And uh, a couple weeks ago, for those of you that are loyal listeners of the show, you know he had the opportunity to have an interview with an MLS player out in San Jose for the San Jose Earthquakes with Ty Lache. And now, well, I was gone, and now I get the opportunity to do that as well. So we're kind of trading off here. Maybe one of these days we'll get to interview an Earthquakes player at the same time. But uh, today I have the opportunity to interview a forward for the team, number 25, Quincy Ameriqua. For those of you that have followed him, you know he started in San Jose. He's been to Toronto. He's been to Colorado, Chicago. And now he is back in where it all began, in the beautiful state of California at San Jose. Quincy Ameriqua joins me on the line now. Good afternoon, Quincy, and welcome to Two Up Front, sir. Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, Quincy. We are excited to have you on the program. Well, as I mentioned, you're back where it all started. You were dra- you started off your career in San Jose back in 2009, and now you find yourself in San Jose again. Is it nice to be back after a little bit of traveling by going to Colorado and Chicago and Toronto, and now you're back in the beautiful Sunshine State? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, as you know, I've been kind of moved around a bit for a little while now, but... Um, you know, California is my home. This is where I was, I was born and raised, and I played my, my college years up nearby and got drafted by the Earthquakes originally. So um, it's, a, it's been nice to have kind of the homecoming, uh, uh, seeing familiar faces, uh, being in a familiar area, and just, just having support of everyone around the community. When you talk about being in a community like San Jose, that's one community that I feel like continues to grow and has kind of almost quietly grown as well. You, California as a whole has kind of been dominated by everything that the LA Galaxy has done, and then it's always been like, oh, that's right, San Jose is still here too. But you guys have been able to cause a little bit of a ruckus this season. You continue to cause problems for teams in the Western Conference. I mean, you still are technically out of the playoffs by two points, but at the same time, the Western Conference is still fairly wide open that a win, you guys would be in, you know, tomorrow, basically. But talk about what it's like to play in the Western Conference, because for somebody like me that I follow a lot of the teams in the Eastern Conference, just more so geologically from where I'm located, what's it like to be a part of such a, a beat-em-up, rough-and-tough, fast-paced Western Conference? Ah, I mean, it's uh, it's difficult. The West the West has a lot of uh, strong teams, a lot of really good players, and and uh, for the most part, you never know who's really making the playoffs into the last couple games of the season, uh, which is which is good. It's a testament to the league and and the quality uh, and standard of play from top to bottom. But it also makes it uh, it makes the season a grind uh, as a as a participant 
in the conference, um, you 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 really have to be prepared from the start of the season till the end of the season, and 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 during that time, there's a lot of uncertainty that can happen. Injuries can come into play, you know, change of form, uh, just just an overall the overall competitiveness of each of each game. Any team has the ability to win on any given day. I mean, case in point, we uh, we unfortunately lost points on the road to Chicago, who is the last place in the East right now. You know, so you can't take any game as a as a given or win, and and that's what's difficult, but also uh, refreshing about the league. Talking with Quincy Americo of the San Jose Earthquakes here on Two Up Front. Quincy, you talk about how just incredible this league is, not only to try to get a win in, but also for, for losing as well. Like you mentioned, you lost to Chicago just recently. You guys, San Jose has not won a game since May 11th. You've had a couple draws. You've technically only lost two games since May 11th, which is a good thing depending on how you want to look at it. But that one win, it's been so elusive in such a long time. You, you've drawn against some very quality teams, but at the same accord, I feel like, where's that win? You guys started off the season fairly hot. You won your first two games, grabbed a couple more victories, and now the last six or seven games, it feels like the Earthquakes have been kind of struggling to put that finishing touch on the ball game, especially in your your two California Classicos as well, with two draws in those games. Yeah, uh, that, I mean, that, that kind of just really, pretty much sums up MLS in a nutshell. You know, you can you can be winning games uh, at any point in time, you can be winning games at any point in time in the season, but that's not a guarantee to continue throughout the year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've, we've, we've had some injuries to some key players at individual times, as well as a lot of players that left for the Copa America break. Um, you know, and, and then even our coach got injured too. So he was out, <laughs> out of the, out no of one's the safe. No one's there. safe from injuries. It, it feels exactly. like so nobody is safe. So those are the types of things that you have to deal with as a team over the course of the season. And when you, when you consider those, you know those truths. Not, not not making excuses for those, but the the perspective on those draws is is huge because uh, draws draws are so important at the end of the season, especially with how tight the playoff race is. Mm-hmm. It usually comes down to if we had only drawn that game instead of losing earlier in the year, where we'd be at at the end of the year is a completely different story. So, um, yeah, yes, we've. We've only uh, drawn in, in you know, a, a decent amount of time and, and dropped and had two losses. But I, I'm looking at it from the standpoint is, is once we get the wins going, which I know we're fully capable of, those draws are going to be huge for us at the end of the year. You know, I've been on uh, teams in the past where, where, where it's because we didn't draw those games hmm. and we dropped points on the road that meant a team jumped two you know, three points higher than we were, and uh, we had to make up for it with a dip, uh, in, a, in a different uh, different time of the season. But when when you're drawing, you're keeping yourself there as long as uh, you start getting wins, which I, I'm fully confident in our ability. I I'd agree with you on that one too. The earthquakes this year, seven draws overall, the second most in the Western Conference, only behind the LA Galaxy. Well, two of those draws for both you and the Galaxy are, of course, against each other as well. Now, you yourself, Quincy, you haven't scored a goal since the second game of the year against Portland. It's been a while. You've had opportunities. I've seen multi-shot games, multi-shot on goal games as well. How do you stay mentally focused on you know trying to get back? I know being you know the life of a forward, you have to have short-term memory loss, basically, so that we'd be like, you know what, it happened. I missed that shot. I hit that post. I Whatever. Like I just need to keep moving on, but... This has been a bit of a drought for you. How, how are you coping with something like that? 
Uh, you know, you just I think I look at it for what my what my role on this team is, and obviously it's to score goals, but more importantly, it's to be an outlet for us to build in the attack to uh, create opportunities and chances for the players around me. Um, I'm not going to say I don't want to score goals as a forward because that's obviously what I want to do, but I, I take a lot of pride in my in, in uh, what I'm doing to help facilitate facilitate goals being scored, whether that's drawing a foul around the box or in the box or holding up the ball and being the link play, you know, the pass or two before before the, the finish. Um, I think the goals, the goal totals from our team is very uh, diverse and spread out amongst our, our, um, our offensive, our offensive group. So, um, you know, as long as we're coming away with results, that's what I'm most, uh, most concerned with. And speaking of results, too, San Jose yet to win a game on the road this season so far. You guys are 5-5-7. Five, five, and seven. You have four draws on the road, which I'm certain, which is certainly important, as you've mentioned before, but those five losses and zero wins on the road. In a conference like the Western, in, in like the West as a whole, how important is it to be able to win on the road, especially late on in the season? I think road wins are huge, which is why you, you really want to get them. But I think what's most important is that you win your games at home. Um, if, if you're a team that, that wins all your games at home and you draw half of your games on the road, you're going to make the playoffs, just statistically numbers-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to win every road game, but road game road games are you know difficult. Home field advantage is an advantage, and people know that for a reason. So um, I'm most concerned with making sure we're getting our points at home. Not to say that I don't want to win on the road, I, I do, but um, I'd be more concerned with if we weren't winning on the road and we weren't winning at home. Hmm. Uh, what's what's very encouraging is the fact that we're drawing on the road, which means we're we're keeping teams from gaining three points, which are supposed to be considered the point the points you're supposed to get, right? On the at yes. home you're supposed to get three points. Yep. So absolutely. on the road, if you're coming away with points, you are deterring the home team from from meeting uh a a assumed objective. So that's most important for me, uh when when you're looking at how long and grueling and even the season uh in MLS is and uh as long as we're making sure we're coming away with the three points when we're at home, I, 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 I have no, I have no worries about our ability to make the playoffs. And talking about grueling too. I mean, you, you, you go from playing the worst team in MLS last week and getting a loss against them. Now you have to go back home, which I know is exciting, but you have to face the best team in MLS. You play FC Dallas. Kind of a tale of two completely different sides. There's twenty different. There's twenty points that separate the two teams as a whole in the league. How do you prepare from playing a team that? Has struggled to put the ball in the back of the net to a team that basically could score with their eyes closed this season, based off of how well they've been playing. I mean, if you look at our uh, our performances against them in the last two times, we've, we've tied them both both games, mm-hmm. right? Once at home and and once away, and we've scored goals in both those games, uh, multi goal on the road. So, uh, you know, like I said, the, the league is very close. You know, yeah. if, if you looked at the if you look at the you know, the results of our two games against Dallas and then our result, unfortunately, against Chicago, we've gotten more points against the best team in the league than we have against the worst team in the league. You know, so you, you take as much, you take from that what you will, but I think uh, as an organization, as a group of players and a, a group of guys, you, you understand that each game is its own, it's its own 
individual thing. Hmm. You know, you're not you're not looking too far ahead. You wanna you wanna take take on who you're playing on any on that particular day, knowing that you are fully capable of beating the best team in the league and beating the worst team in the league, and you're equally as capable of losing to the best team in the league and the worst team in the league. So you're you're wanting to look at all of those pieces and come together on that day and make the result fall in your favor more times than it doesn't. And that's what, that's what successful teams do in this league. Because once you get to the playoffs, then it's basically a, a tournament, you know, where literally anyone who's in has capa- the capability uh, of winning. Exactly. And I think that's why so many people enjoy watching MLS, too, is the league continues to grow. You hear how about all these different players continue to come over from Europe, from South America, all over the place. Conversely to that, though, Quincy, you've spent your entire career in MLS. Has there ever been an opportunity that for you to possibly leave MLS and go play in, in Europe or somewhere else around the world? Yeah, there's been a couple opportunities, but, um, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy playing in the States. I enjoy uh, MLS and, um, you know, I don't have any regrets of leaving the league. I think uh, I, I'm proud of, you know, what I've helped contribute to the league and understanding the league and and just seeing it grow and develop over the years. So um, uh, maybe one day I, I, I go for for however long or uh, for a period of time. But right now I'm just focused on being with the Quakes and doing what I can to to win a championship. Well, you're as you you might even say you're on Quincy time too with uh with your little with your hashtag that you have. Can you explain what Quincy time is for those of us that don't know what that is? I mean, it sounds fairly exciting. I would assume Quincy time seems pretty relaxed and carefree. Yeah, it's just kind of. I think it's just a term that was coined when um, when I was coming off the bench there in Chicago. I was kind of the the uh, super sub hmm. who came on and you know, tried to be, be a spark on the field. And um, I think it kind of just stuck. Fans really enjoyed it and liked it. And then I it kind of just used that and turned it into a um, into kind of like a fun show where we do challenges and. Uh, fan submitted requests and interviews and stuff like that, and it's kind of uh, kind of morphed into just everything, you know, encompassing um, uh, my style of play, you know, my personality, and just kind of you know getting the fans and everyone involved in 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 uh, in you know just the game, the play, and just uh, being uh, being passionate about about our team. Fair enough. Well, I feel like, Quincy, before we let you go, I would be doing a disservice to anybody that listens and knows you. We have to go back to that goal that you scored early on. I mean, that, that 40-yard thriller that had everybody around the world basically ooing and aahing about, look at this fantastic goal that, you know, this guy Quincy America scored. Can, I'm sure you've talked about it hundreds of times, you know, but can you walk us through it again? I know now that you've had a couple of months to, to process what exactly happened when you took that shot. Uh, you know, I can't, I think kind of just normal. I think if you, uh, if you, no problem. <laughs> if you, uh, speak to, I guess, any of my other teammates and stuff, like, uh, I like just trying random, random things on the field, you know, cause, uh, I don't know. It's just what <laughs> I enjoy about the game. So at that, uh, in that particular play, it was more just, you know, fight to win the ball at midfield. I mm-hmm. saw an opportunity to kind of win it. Once I got the ball, then I saw space in behind, so I was trying to get out of our own half. Took a long touch, beat my first few couple of defenders, took another good touch, and when I took that touch, I was like, okay, well, let me have a look up and see where the goalie's at because 
I know I was the highest person up on the field when I received the ball. Yep. So I figured there's probably not anyone next to me for me to play play through. So when I had to look up, I saw the goalie was just 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 off his line, and I just felt and at that moment in time my touch was well, my touch was good. I understood where I was at, and I figured I had a my best opportunity to score would be to try to chip it to the upper upper left corner there. And uh, when I when I made contact with it. I knew I hit it exactly the pace I wanted to and the direction I wanted to. So at that point in time, it was more kind of running away and hoping the keeper couldn't scramble and get a fingertip to it before it fell in. You and, hear, uh, luckily, so you, he was unable. You, so you hear from some people, too, when they when they hit a ball like that, they're like, I just, I just knew. As soon as I hit it, I'm like, I knew it was going in. Did you have that sense, or it was just kind of like, oh, I hope it goes in, but if not, whatever, at least I no. got a shot off? Oh, no. I, when I hit it, I knew it was going in. I, I, I was thinking the only thing really? I would stop is this if the keeper had the ability to to adjust and get his fingers to it. So wow. right when I hit it, uh, yeah, right when I hit it, uh, I think as a player, you know exactly what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. and when you do it, it, you feel it, it clicks, it makes sense. You know that that's what you're trying to do. There's a few times where you, you're trying to do something, and something else happens, and it's better than what you're trying to do, and you'll just take credit for it. <laughs> oh, right? yeah, like, absolutely. So, I, I meant to do that, of course. Yeah, yeah oh, totally. I tried to do that. But on that particular play, on that particular moment, um, it just kind of all came together. My touch out of my feet was just right. I had time to look up and see where the keeper was. I approached the ball, and when I hit it, I hit it exactly how I wanted to hit it. So at, when when you do that, the only thing that can prevent it from working out is uh, the keeper making a great making a great save or great adjustment. And uh, fortunately, he, he was unable to get on that play, so it, it fell in the back of the Absolutely. Well, Quincy, we really appreciate you taking time with us here on Two Up Front today. If you're in the San Jose area, go and check out a, a San Jose Earthquakes game. They've got games uh, Friday, July 8th. That it's at 7.30 Pacific time, and then on Saturday, July 16th at 7.30 uh, Pacific time as well, both at beautiful Avaya Stadium. Hopefully you'll get to see some Quincy time, some dancing, some maybe 40-yard goals. You never know when Quincy's on the field. Quincy America, thank you so much for taking time for being here on Two Up Front today, sir. No problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. We're going to run to a break. When we come back, we've got more exciting action in store for you. It's time to talk a little bit more in-depth about MLS, and we will see just what we have in store for you on our new power rankings and predictions as well. Stay with us. You're listening to Two Up Front, presented by ShopFutsal.com. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com fedcontracts. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, price and coverage match limited by state law. 